About a month ago, I completed the landmark forum. Now, the landmark forum for some of you means nothing because you've never heard of it, maybe most of you. And for some of you, it, it has the reputation of being a cult, which is what I used to think about it. Uh, I would meet these people that were overly excited about it. And they want you to do it too. And it seemed too good to be true. Right? And so um, I was just always very skeptical. But over the years, I had a few friends that didn't know each other that I really respected say to me that they really got a lot out of the landmark form. One person said it changed his life. Another person said he really got a lot out of it. Another person said he was a very depressed person before he did it, and really he hasn't been since. So when I have three friends that don't know each other recommend something that strongly, that's good enough for me to try. Okay? And um, that's for anything, you know. It could be a song. Three people recommend it. I'm going to listen to it, you know. That's how I went to Burning Man the first time. And three people say it changed their lives. So I'm going to go. I'm going to check it out. And it sort of remained on my list. Um, I mentioned this in another podcast. I had a list of things I was going to get to, you know. Uh, spending a week alone was one of them in, in complete solitude. Uh, going back to Burning Man was one of them because one of the best weeks of my life was there and, and I hadn't gone back. And attending the Landmark Forum was one of the things on this list that I was putting off until I was done being famous again. And... New Year's 2017 rolled around, December 31st, and I'm, I'm sort of doing a New Year's exercise, reflecting on my last year, where I had the most fun, what I got the most out of, and what I want to accomplish in the coming year. And this list came up. And th this exercise was accentuated by the fact that my father was very close to death. And I scheduled a landmark for so, I end up at this seminar in Culver City in an office building, and I spend three days with 120 other people, three full days, and I can say to you that I walked out of this thing a different man. In fact, maybe I walked out of this thing a man where I was only a boy before. So what did I get out of the landmark form, right? What'd you get? What's the point of it, right? So I tell people that the landmark form tricked my mind into seeing itself. And I had some very negative ideas about myself that I considered to be truths 
that I had decided were truths when I was very young, and I remember the events that spurred many of these decisions. And I'd been living my life within the confines of these air quote truths ever since. Now one of these truths was that I am not good enough. And I tried to combat this idea all my life by accomplishment. And I can remember when it started. It's, it's very peculiar. I remember I had a few best friends that I'd known since preschool. And in the second grade, they switched schools. Okay. Now, after my best friend switched schools, I wanted to be, this is nothing traumatic, right? <laughs> it's not like a crazy story. Um, after my best friend switched schools, there were these two other kids named Justin and Aaron. And I wanted to be friends with them because my friends were gone, but they were already friends. So I was sort of this outsider, third wheel. And I concluded in the second grade that I wasn't good enough. I didn't belong. And I lived the rest of my life as someone who wasn't good enough, who didn't belong. And as I stated before, I tried to combat this feeling with accomplishment. I thought maybe if I accomplish big things, I will belong. So this started in school. Very rarely would you see a B on Mike Posen report card. In fact, in high school, I had all A's and A minuses. I had one B plus in band. That's another story that <laughs> instructor wasn't the biggest fan of some of my classroom antics. Um, and this carried on into college. People ask where I went to college. I went to Duke University, and they say, "Why'd you go there?" Well, I was accepted to University of Michigan, which was a phenomenal school and would have been much cheaper for me to attend in-state. But I went to Duke University, and why did I go to Duke University? Well, I could tell you that the campus was nice and there were things there I wanted to study with, etc. But the real reason is I wanted to beat all of my peers at my high school. Well, maybe I'll belong if I, if I go to this great school. And then this continued. As I made music and attended Duke University and still felt not good enough, still felt like I didn't belong there. I remember thinking, I even remember saying to a friend, once I get a record deal, I will be a much nicer person because I'll be secure with myself. I'll have accomplished what I need to feel like I'm good enough, like I belong. Now, of course, 
I signed a record deal after my junior year at school and I felt like the same person afterwards. Just as insecure. Still felt like I wasn't good enough. So then I thought maybe I need a hit song, maybe I need more popularity. So I had a little taste of popularity, a little taste of fame then. So I thought maybe I just need more. So a few years pass and I attain this goal. I accomplish the hit song, first one. It's cooler than me, so. So this machine was just running, okay? And you know, after cooler than me, I thought, well, maybe I need. It didn't work. I still felt like I didn't belong. Still felt like I wasn't good enough. And so I wrote songs for Justin Bieber, boyfriend, and I wrote songs for Maroon Five, Sugar, and didn't do it. Still felt like I wasn't good enough and I didn't belong. And so then I started working on my next album and I learned to play instruments. I I thought I'm not an authentic artist, you know. I I can't I can't play play and sing at the same time. So I learned to do that. Now I'm a now I'm a real singer songwriter. I can play a concert by myself with with just a guitar and a piano. And I toured like this, alone, without a band or tracks. And now they know my name in Paris, but I'll be buried in Detroit next And what did I find? Still felt like I wasn't good enough. Like I didn't belong. And here's where I got really tricky. I started to amass what they call in India a golden chain. Now these sort of worldly accomplishments that I had attained thus far, the record deal, the good grades, the notoriety, etc., they what they call the iron chain. Now the golden chain is what I moved on to next, you know. So I had these hit songs. I had the sports car, had a Porsche, Cayman, S, and a house in the Hollywood Hills, million-dollar house. And I got rid of all those things, and I started to amass spiritual accomplishments. I learned to meditate, visited India, read holy books like the the Gita. And on the surface, these activities looked very noble, very holy. But really, I was still just trying to feel good enough to fit in, to feel like I belong. And so very seldom after learning one of these activities, would I share what I'd learned? No, I was just doing them so then I could feel smarter than other people 
and feel good enough. But none of these worked either. That's why they call it the golden chain. It's a, it's a little prettier. It's a little holier. It's a little noble, more noble. But it's still the chain, baby. You're still not free. So this machine is just running, you know, for over 20 years. I'm going from thing to thing, and it's never enough. It's never enough. And it took the landmark form, which is the least sexy, you know, activity one can embark upon to change their life you know i always thought the thing that would that would give this feeling of figuring it all out would come from you know some very esoteric book that no one else has read or somewhere deep in the mountains in a monastery but here i am in this office building in culver city with a white woman leading the ceremony. And I'm able to see the way my machine, my machine of I'm not good enough, has been running. I can see the pattern. Before, I thought the next thing was going to fix it. I was I mean I really did. I had plans of like the next thing. But I had no idea that underneath was this idea of I'm not good enough. So what do you do with it? Right? Okay? You you see that you've been living your life with the idea that you're not good enough, that you don't fit in, you don't belong. And Okay, do they just let you loose? Well, here's the interesting thing. Once you can see it for what it is, which is a story that I made up, right? I'm not good enough does not exist in the world. It's not a real thing. It's a story in my mind that I made up when I was a little kid and I chose to believe was true. And once I took responsibility for making that choice, right, that was my idea. I'm not good enough. I created that story, that timeline, that lens through which to look at the world. Now, to take responsibility for that decision is to admit that I'm the author of that decision. I'm the creator of that decision. The creator of that lens through which to look at the world. Now if I'm the creator of it, yes right. I can also be the destroyer of it. But I don't necessarily need to destroy it because I still hear, you know, I have those tendencies, those habits which have built up over 20 years, 20, more than 20 years. But now that I can see it for what it is, a made-up story, I no longer have to act in accordance with 
I'm not good enough. I mean, I used to practice the guitar for four hours a day and slave away so I could feel good enough. But now, I can pick up the guitar and play it because I want to, because it feels good. Not because there's something wrong with me now. See, I was so busy trying to improve myself. The trying to improve prevented me from seeing that I was already there. I was already perfect. Already whole. Already complete. Already all the things that I want to be. And here I am. This is my life. This is your life right here. I mean, look around. This is it, baby. I mean, it's easy to get through the day by telling yourself things are going to get better later. But they're not. You'll always be right here. And you can put yourself in the middle of a bigger house in the Hollywood Hills with the sports car in the garage. I did it. And I was still right there, right here. With the same feelings. So what decision that you made when you were four or five years old is still dictating the outcomes in your life, right? That's what I got on the landmark for. The possibility of being someone who's good enough. The possibility of being someone who loves themselves. The possibility of being here. <laughs>